They they don't see you, so you don't have to worry about smiling because they can't see if you are or not. Okay. I think I should <laughs> smile nervously anyway. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Okay. I sit here and talk to myself usually for an hour. So. Yeah. <laughs> we all got our thing. Welcome back, Tipsy Theologians. It's great to see you. Great to know that you're listening. <laughs> you guys look wonderful today. Can't see you, but I can um, I can imagine. <laughs> well, if you hear that laughter, that is right. We have another guest. It's Hi. a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> we have joining us today, Deborah White. Yo. Old church mate is what she told me to say. <laughs> I didn't know another way to say it. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So, hello, everybody. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> Guys, be nice. Um, yeah, because I'm nervous. Not too much on me. Thank you. Right? <laughs> and just get right up in on that mic, too. Oh. This, Don't be shy. Is that better? That's so much better. If we my lip make sure touches we hear you. this and it starts to itch, I'm suing. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not held liable. <laughs> But somebody will be, and we'll find out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Pray for them. I'm trying to think, because um, how did we first meet? Was I know I, like I heard you sing at church before I think I talked yeah. to you. Everybody did. So. True. <laughs> 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 um, I think, no, it was it was like one of the first times you came to YA. Oh. Yeah. And I was, I, for anyone I was just thinking know. about that the other day, and I didn't even know. Because I was like, um, I think the first time I talked to you, I was like, oh, my God, you're Paul? Because everybody was telling me, oh, you have to meet Paul because <laughs> you guys are both so funny. And I was like, everybody's been like, oh, my gosh, Paul, oh, my gosh, Paul. Like, <laughs> and that was how it started. I'm so, being flattered. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> everybody was like so excited about me meeting Paul. And I was like, well, I have to meet this Paul. You know, awesome. it's an imperative. <laughs> and then I meet you, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's adorable!" Like I do love Paul. Everybody was right. Like, oh my Dang. goodness. But I think that was like the first time. It was, it was like a because I think Wyatt had just started, but you I were like, so. I think you had came to like the second or third meeting, and yes. so it was about like a month or so in. But yeah, that was like our first meeting. That's cool. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> I think I kind of remember that now because I think and I remember you, you saying, me, "Oh, you're Paul." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you told me about you stuff on the floor, and I was the only one who got it. Oh, and that's right. I was like, "That was that it, night." It is very comfortable. <laughs> Childhood trauma came in handy that one time. People yeah. still ask me if they're like, "Do you still sleep on the floor?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I do." <laughs> <laughs> it's quite comfortable. It's it great. is. I don't like how they try to shame you about it. Like, oh, you I, can't shame me. I know I'm getting better sleep than them. <laughs> real <laughs> and everyone's like your posture is great i'm like well thank you it's the floor mm -hmm. i can't take credit for it. concrete slab every time it'll get it done it'll get the job <laughs> done it will <laughs> well today we're gonna be talking we're gonna be asking the tough questions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why do you many who profess christ still enable sin mm. and we're not just gonna ask the question <laughs> Because <laughs> that would make it a very, very short episode, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm just not going to look at you. Okay. I'm just going to face this black thing on the wall here. 
because I can't stop laughing. That's alright. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be talking about it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be discussing it, trying to answer this this thing because it's a it's a mess. It it really is though, seriously. And, or as uh, much as I laugh. Yeah, you know terrible. it's it's a lot to discuss. It's a lot. It's gonna be. I think it might be a little bit weighty, as most stuff is. I yeah. Feel like so, maybe it's good that we're laughing so much. I think so. you got to balance it out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably be dead about it laugh as much as I do. So I think. <laughs> I think. We're, <laughs> I think. You got to take your medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Just laugh a little bit. Yeah. I think. What did King Solomon say that? Is he very like medicine? Well I don't. I don't know if that man laughed a lot. Though. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you know, I heard all them wives. One of my friends tell me this. Have not fact checked it at all so daniel this one's on you it's wrong (laughs) (laughs) um but apparently um ecclesiastes i think it's in the i think he said it was um jewish people tend to read it as a comedy oh no! and it's not known as like when they read it they read it as like ecclesiastes is heavy (laughs) it told me that there was no hope in life it's like nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, that's I could go on for a while about Ecclesiastes. Like, mm. It's cool. But I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, that's great. It's like an old uh It's like know, a mockumentary. Yeah, you know, one of those old comedies, which uh yeah. like not like ha ha ha, super funny. I guess kinda like that, but like if you think of, like Shakespeare comedy plays mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the tragedies and stuff. Oh no. Even though they I guess they think it's funny. So I'm <laughs> like that's kinda cool. <laughs> Imagine like Jerry Seinfeld reading. Oh. It. <laughs> It's all vanity. <laughs> Literally, anyway, though, no. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, are you yes. thirsty? Yes. So right. I asked, I asked Evra. I was like, so we typically drink alcohol, but you don't. It's not a requirement, as you guys know. Sometimes we drink some other stuff. She's like, let's drink some other stuff. <laughs> I was like, sounds good. I have a really funny story about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about it. Okay. So, and I, I, oh my god. I just confessed that out of nowhere because I wasn't even planning to talk about this. But so, <laughs> originally, what was that? Was that like early August when you asked me about the podcast? Or was that like... No, I think June? it was in uh, June. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, I was in Ireland at the time. You were. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept seeing your story and I was so jealous. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but so, um, do I call you Paul or do I say you? Do I talk to them? You, <laughs> you can call me Paul. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. Like I don't That's know if I talk to them or you. Or, like, <laughs> I don't know if I say yeah. When I when Paul first asked me about being on the podcast, um, I wasn't. I hadn't really drank anything, and so mm. I was very. And I had really. I was kind of reevaluating a lot about my faith in in the last few months since the beginning of this year. I really mm. have like have been like really reevaluating my life and what I feel about everything and basing my feelings off of them being flesh and then what does God say? And so, yeah. Um, I was really, I hadn't really thought about like drinking, hadn't gotten to that yet. And so, (laughs) (laughs) and like, I've come out of a very religious place um, in my life. Like I grew up in, I was in the same church for 19 years, grew up there, Mm. born and raised, but it was uh, not really ran as a church. I'm like coming to more of the realization every day that it was like almost unfortunately more like a cult than anything. Oh, geez. And so it was, it, but it created like this weird religious spirit within mm. me. And so God has been like breaking me out of that since I've been out of that since I was like, what, mm. 2020? 
like 2020. Okay. But um, that's not the church I go to now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's We're not doing math in here. It's not. <laughs> it was it was my childhood church. But okay. um, I'm glad you're out of there. Oh good. God, me too. I'm sorry how it happened, but I'm sorry I left. Hmm. But like, yeah. Um, so I was. I was really kind of rigid still on like drinking and what that all meant. And, you know, so at first I was like, I don't, I don't know if I should, I don't know if I should do that. So I was just like, no, yeah, let's just, let's just drink some of this stuff. And I, <laughs> I didn't realize that. It <laughs> let's just drink some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that's how that energy like, like relay over the message until you just said it, it was like, yeah, we, we got to drink something else. I don't know about that. But now I'm kind of. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't say it like that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like to, I like to, you know, dramatize it. Yeah. No, but that's, I mean. <laughs> I, I got to keep these people listening. So. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that in like an attitude-ish type of way, but I did. Yeah. I was kind of like, I don't know what that may do to me. Mm. And so yeah, I fine. was really like, and I still feel like that to a certain extent because I, yeah. since then, in that very short amount of time, I've actually like had a drink, mm. I think maybe about two, two or three. What was, what was your first The number keeps going what up. Was your, what was your first drink? Um, <laughs> it was like a wine cooler, I think. It was like, oh no, no, it actually wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just asking. Questions. I just started, but, um, so my aunt, she actually had like some, it wasn't like foolproof vodka, I don't think, but it was like. I went to the hard stuff. No, it was like that. It was like mixed with like some kind of fruit juice. It was like, um, was like I think a... like pineapple or something. Oh, yeah. It was like That's that, nice. like concentrated stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I had, but I only had a little bit. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why do I feel so good? Right. <laughs> like, why is this spicy? I like juice, apparently. Right. <laughs> I think the first time I tasted it, it was like in like a slushie, and then I had some a little bit later, like a few weeks later. Mm. So that was like my first experience, and then after that, like I think I had like some kind of uh, wine cooler. It was like I don't know if it was rosé. It was like a white wine or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, right <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was the first time I tasted it. I was like. That religious spirit. I was like, I don't know why oh, people yeah. drink these things. It's like this burns me. And now I'm like, hey, let's go. <laughs> I do think there might be some like generational thing in why yeah. some people might like it. Cause mm. I the first time I tasted it, I was like, this is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the burn feels so good. No, and what's funny about that, I think I stayed away from it so long. And I'm not I'm not trying to put my dad out there like that. But he tells his own testimony. Mm. He was um uh, like a really big alcoholic mm. in his in his day back in my yeah. day you know like yeah. <laughs> he has told some stories he 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 was he would testify in church about how he would try to get all the alcohol out and he would even eat the worm at the bottom of the bottle mm. and he would drink rubbing alcohol and so mm. i was like i don't want no parts of that <laughs> <laughs> especially i i'm a person who likes to do research and study and yeah i want to know what the history of this stuff is before i kind of go into it yeah absolutely and so i was um <laughs> i i read this i read a couple of studies and they all talked about how if the dad was an alcoholic the girl had is more prone sometimes the daughters are more prone hmm. to have that trait interesting and i was like the way i the way my life set up i don't know if i need to get involved <laughs> like, <laughs> because 
I'll be on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah, Shaking yeah. change, asking so I can get a beer. I ain't got time for that. And so I kind of just... And mm. even in my naivete, that was... I think that was um, God kind of keeping me protected. Yeah. Because, you know, when you go through things and you don't have all the knowledge you need and you mm-hmm. um, are still trying to build that relationship... It's with the Lord. Yeah. It's you. You. You don't need to take no chances on stuff like that, mm. because mm-hmm. you know, even when I was not, I've always kind of been like a very zealous person about what I believe, mm. and somehow I still turned out okay, even though I had, some, <laughs> even though of where I was raised, mm. I still, you know, God still kept me in this space where I wasn't. I'm not too far gone where He can't, you know, get me back. Like, cause most of the stuff that I've always believed, it was it was okay for me to believe. Like, mm. and so I'm grateful for that. Even though yeah. the church I came out of it wasn't where it should have been, I still I'm not like I'm not like those. I don't want to say Mormon, but like I'm not, like, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> I'm not like I'm not like in those closed, really weird cult communities yeah. that you come out into the real world and it's like, oh, this girl. She lost her mind, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean that can be such an issue. I think there's like a there's like a fine line between like I think people need to know what's out and what's happening. Yeah, to some degree, obviously, it's like you don't you don't have to experience everything to know it's not good or that it is good. Right, I've learned a lot um, from other people's experiences. Like I will never yeah. have a baby daddy. <laughs> Why go through that? Doesn't work out for like, I mean, no, God bless all the baby mamas and daddies. Like, yeah, I, yeah. y'all did y'all. You know, I love y'all. You know, I'm here with you. But yeah, thank you. It's not for you. <laughs> thank you for your testimony. <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's too much. But and so stuff like that. I've, I've. But I think if you like, and that's where I think a lot of people, even that I knew, it's like they were so sheltered growing up. Yeah. That they were protected from everything to such an extent. Right. Where then when they learned about it, they're like, oh, and they just go crazy because they. It's, it's like bad. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason that happens, and it's like, yeah. And when you're already in a strict, I think it's a lot of it's like they feel like they were lied to, right? When it's like, no, you were just not given the full story about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, and this it really comes out of a place of like trying to protect. And I've had this conversation yeah. with my mom a lot. I'm like, I don't know if I want to have kids yet, because well, not yet, Jesus, but like, or it's, <laughs> really, it was like at all. You just said don't you know. don't want to. <laughs> like I, I said yet yeah, to kind of lessen the blow of yeah. of a female saying she doesn't want to have children because that's like a whole other thing. But true, like, <laughs> but like I told I I would tell my parents I was like I don't know if I want to have kids like ever because of some a lot of the things that happened to me growing up and then just the way the world is now mm. and then it's like how do I protect them st- but still let them know like this is what I'm kind of protecting you from yeah. so you don't yeah. go out here and your life is ruined and. You know, and I don't want to mess you up either. You know what I'm saying? Because like, um, your mama, I don't know, something might be wrong with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's all part of growing up, though, knowing that yeah. it's like, at least for me, it's like, all right, my parents didn't know everything. They were kind of figuring it out as right. they went. <laughs> right. And I think that's that was like a big... And where I think everyone's there. Right. That yeah. was a big thing for me because I was like, how could they have done this to me? <laughs> I have been betrayed. <laughs> like, <I've been> <laughs> but it's like you have to and so it's important to have those conversations especially in certain communities when you don't when it's like a stigma against it like christian mm. communities black communities you know other you know spaces in the world where it's like kind of taboo to talk about those types of things and go to therapy and really yeah. sit down and have those hard conversations it but it's so important and it's important mm. in general but 
it, it eliminates that passive aggressiveness and y'all kind of throwing subliminal shots all your life and no and nothing ever gets solved. Yeah. And it never comes to light. And then now you have all of these generational cycles and curses that are just following down. And mm. now, you know, now you see the same thing that happened to you happen to your kids and they're picking up the same stuff. And you're like, that looks familiar from somewhere. Mm. And I don't want to go through that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, I have to have these conversations. And so upon talking mm. with my parents and hearing other stories from aunts and uncles and, you know, grandparents, I only have one left, Jesus. But mm. <clears throat> so sad. Yeah. yeah. What, what did Angela say? Some of us have to be our own grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm riding grandparents free right now too. So. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. She don't it even is like me. That's, her, that's okay. her fault. I still love her. <laughs> that's good. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's so important to have a conversation because once I did, I learned that um, they could only do what they knew. You know, right. you can only you only know what you know. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and so you can't true. you can't work outside of something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. I think that's the importance of making sure we lean really lean on God. But also we have to give grace because we're still, you know, we're spirits in the human body, but we're still, we're, we're still, still humans. We're, we're human, real, yeah. real flesh and blood. <laughs> through and through, I'm still a human being. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bleed. As much as I try. <laughs> as soon as you cut me, I'm a bleed. Like, for yeah. real. And so I think that really kind of helps to be like, okay, I'll, I'll give you a little inch of grace. That's good. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm thirsty. <laughs> We like still this transition, this like this transition. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, I would say so about the water. So you were like, "Oh, I want um, Zephyr Hills." I asked, "What's yeah. your favorite water?" And you said Zephyr Hills, and I was like, "Really? Spring water?" <laughs> I'm like, "Really? <laughs> Zephyr Hills? <laughs> no shame, but I mean, okay." <laughs> hey, hey. So I surprised you because I was like, "We're gonna do a little taste test between." I got three waters. Yes, and here I am making squiggles <laughs> in the frost. <laughs> so I got I got Fiji water, yes. Icelandic glacial water, yes. and Zephyr Hills. Yes. And uh, we're going to try these and see what we think, the differences mm-hmm. between the waters. My. I thought it'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will say I was looking at palate cleansers between waters. And it turns out water is a palate cleanser. <laughs> is the one that people use. Yeah. So like, I don't think you can really cleanse your palate to drink a different water. I mean, <laughs> so the difference between spring it. water and tap water is a lot different. So you, it looks like your eye in the Fiji. That's the first yeah, one. I'm just gonna... Yeah, crack that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like, we like the ASMR. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whoa, whoa. Don't oh, be stingy. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm parched. <laughs> And without a cheers, wow. Oh, you see, you I'm really not used to drinking. Drink. I'm really right. <laughs> <laughs> like, cheers. Mm, that's a good balanced water right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's Fiji water. <laughs> and uh, according to Chat, chat GPT, um, it's a unique source. Fiji water is sourced from an underground aquifer. Wow. And the remote Ikara, I think that's how you say it, Valley, in Vita Levu, Fiji. That's cool. The water is naturally filtered mm. through volcanic rock. Oh. That's sick. <laughs> Which imparts okay, it with a unique mineral profile and taste. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I can taste all that. <laughs> all right, next we got the Icelandic water. Oh, wait, let me finish. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, sorry. Go for it. So this one, I... It's one of my favorites, and same with Fiji. 
I'm a as everyone knows who's listening. I'm a big um, mm-hmm. brand. I like I like packaging. And so the fact that this is Fiji has such a beautiful bottle. Yes, hey yo like, Fiji, get I'll, at my dog. I'll drink that water. Same with get this Icelandic. Icelandic, it's got like this cool like mountain glacier top yes. to it. And it just it's so cool. <laughs> so therefore, it tastes better. Right, because it's, it's, I think it's an experience. You have to really, is. you know, you have to sell that. Yeah, I make a lot of alcohol purchases based on the package. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it, it all comes down to the bottle, if I don't know. Does mm-hmm. it taste pure and pristine? I do taste the difference. I do taste the difference. Yeah, I feel like the... I'm trying to think of how to describe it. <laughs> mm. I feel like almost like the Fiji is somehow flavored, but I guess that's what they yeah. were saying. It's um, got more of that mineral flavor to yeah. it. Yeah. But this to me, it tastes like melted snow. You know what I mean? That's a really good description. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's like that's like really good. Hey yo, I landed. Get at my dog. I got a I got a palate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just for water though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, Icelandic water is renowned for its exceptional purity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it comes from natural springs and glaciers in Iceland. Okay, that's the that's the ice flavor. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. Uh, a country known for its strict environmental regulations and clean environment. Yes, that's a little redundant. Uh, Iceland's <laughs> geothermal activity also contributes to the unique char- char- characteristics of its water. I can attest I like that. to that. Yes. Well, last one we got is which one's your favorite so far, between mm. those two? I think I'd have to say the Fiji. Okay. Because I like a little flavor, but you know, I think, I think they're both really good. If you can't get, you know, or if you if you if you have it to spend on Fiji or Icelandic, I would definitely do that. But you know, I feel like we got the Zephyr Hills. <laughs> I feel like it's a good option for people who are shop at Walmart. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've just not recently got on spring water. Because mm. I was like purified all day. And actually, it used to taste really weird to me. But then I, again, research. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Very good. Thank you. I'm just going to turn a little bit so it's a little easier. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I recently started, what, in the last year, probably? Oh, sorry, my mom is right there. But, <laughs> but um, like within the last year, I've started to drink the um, spring water, mm. and like Zephyr is like my brand. Right okay, now. right you know, on. Mm, yeah, that's that go-to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It I is Zephyr, it and, it's, and it's a Florida spring water. Mm. So that's pretty cool. We got yeah. Zephyr Hills just above us. Yes, and Zephyr Hills is well known. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It is a well-known brand of bottled spring water in the United States. It originates from natural springs located in Zephyr Hills. That's right. A city in Florida. Yeah. Actually, my buddy just moved back to Zephyr Hills. Oh, man. That's where he grew up, and he decided to go back. He couldn't get enough of that water. <laughs> he did it right from hey, the source. Tell him, give me, a, <laughs> give me a little bottle of it. And it is sourced from underground springs in the region. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that really is. I think it gives it its little like sulfury flavor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like really it's a really balanced flavor, and I think um, when you've mostly tasted tap water, you're yeah anything above that is gonna be especially amazing. Florida tap water. It's not um, good. 
<laughs> I recently started learning about hard water, and I was like, "Oh yeah, man." I wonder if it's somehow sticking to my insides now. Okay. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, I like, feel it in my bones. Is this what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. What is this? The water is to purify. <laughs> Amen. So which one? Which one do you want a, a full a full glass of? Um, With that Zephyr Hills, are you trying to hit that? Hit that Fiji water. I'm trying to get that Fiji. You Fill know it what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going with the ice, old Icelandic. That's All just right, melted. That's my thing. It's, it's good. I think especially now because it's we're kind of in the fall. Yeah. Almost. Uh, it is officially fall now. I think. Yeah. My Isn't mom just today? told me the other day that what today was the first day of fall, um, or is it like? Or, uh, or Saturday. Yeah. See, yeah. I think today or days. tomorrow. I think I don't know which one the equinox is on, but uh, it might be. So. Talking about people, especially Christians. My lord. <laughs> There's a lot that call themselves Christians, but do some not so quote unquote Christian stuff. <laughs> Very much. So when it came to this, let me ask, so what like what drew you to this topic in particular? Like why do you why do you care about this one? Yeah, so um like I said, I you know, I Grew up in like a church cult <laughs> yeah. for basically the formative years of my life. Mm. And so 19 years old, unfortunately, I passed and passed away. And now I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm feeling like God, you know, tugging me to get on about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do because now my parents, my parents are taking over the church. And so like, do I stay and help mm. them or do I like leave and go out? So, of course, I ended up leaving. And in that process, um, I began to really wake up. I realized that I was under a strong delusion. And so um, God led me to, I ended up uh, coming across the video from this lady named Tiffany Montgomery. Mm. And um, she was talking about just, you know, being holy. And I don't, I can't remember. I just remember um, her saying that she used to be a nail technician and like, um, the Lord would use her in such a way to know, like, when she would, uh, she would do, like, pedicures. And mm. just when she would look at their feet or their nails, she would know what kind of conditions they had. And she would be able oh, wow. to tell them what they need to do to be healed from whatever it was. That's crazy. Yeah. And so I started following her from there. And she, yeah. would, you know, t she was the one. She wouldn't expose people, but she was she was exposing the spirits behind people. people. Mm. And so around that time, I was rededicating my life to Christ because I realized I don't know if I was ever really saved because mm. of what I came out of. Mm. And so I didn't have anybody to really talk to about this. Um, I had just met some some girls from the church I ended up going to next. And so I kind of was, like, trying to fill that out um, and see where that would go. And so yeah, that's kind of, like, how I capped upon this. Because basically I realized it started to dawn on me, even though I had been in, quote, unquote, church. Yeah. What looked like a church from the, from you know, the, the shallow end. Yeah. Um, I was actually a babe in Christ. Hmm. Because... I never, we never really were taught the the true fundamentals of what it meant to be a Christian and what it meant to be holy and what it meant mm. to know the things of God and how, you know, just certain things work. Like we weren't taught, you know, praying in the spirit. We weren't taught. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. There's but, just a lot so, that was missing. Right. And um, thank God I was, he gave me a curious mind. So I would, I was kind of already studying some of this stuff. 
I just didn't have a fuller understanding of it. Mm. But I realized that I still was kind of stunted in my growth compared to where I should have more more than likely been. Mm. Um, and I think I'm still kind of working out that where I should have been thing because <laughs> um, it's like I feel like we're all on our own journey. So I, I try to stay away now from saying like I'm uh, somehow behind of where yeah. I should have been. But I feel like um, uh, I, I don't know how to say it. I think, yeah, I think I just realized that I was um, – a baby in Christ, for lack of a better term, mm. even though I had been in this place for almost 20 years. And so realizing that, it's kind of yeah. like that fresh Christian thing where you're like, um, oh my goodness, I'm just on fire for Christ and I want to tell everybody. And I wanna, yeah. And, and I, already, I already was already a zealous person. Mm. And so um, if I believe in something, I'm going to make sure I do my research, make sure I have it down packed, and I'm going ahead first at it. Like, you know, you yeah. you, you better, get, you better catch these hands. <laughs> and so I was like, man, now I know I got real power. And so, because mm. I was like, you know, I got God backing me. So yeah. what's really finna touch me right now? Let, yeah. me, let me go ahead and say my piece and get on the body here. Because I don't really care what y'all got to say now. Anyway, I ain't got no friends. Don't nobody even really like me like that. So, hey, might as well. Go ahead and upset y'all real quick. You know, go ahead, go ahead and get this work. <laughs> Let me drop this bomb and I'm out. <laughs> right. Hiroshima, you know. And, so, and that wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really the thing of like, I'm just going to upset people for the heck of it. It was more so, because it's not even about upsetting the people. It's about upsetting the demons behind which, you know, th that are using mm. the people. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people that don't understand that, the things that come out of their mouths and the, these thoughts that they have and these that relay into actions and, mm -hmm. you know, consequences, you don't realize that came from you opening yourself up to certain things and now you, you're you dealing with the consequences of it and mm -hmm. you think it's just life and it's not. Mm. <laughs> you opened yourself mm. up to something and now you're idolizing a different God and you're preaching a different Jesus mm. and and this is, you know, a lot of people don't believe in curses and stuff. Like, that's Old Testament. But um, the New Testament says you preach a different Jesus, that's a curse. Mm. And so I think once I learned that, even as what I consider myself as a babe in Christ, I was very much appalled. Because I was like, because it reminded me of the trauma I went through at my childhood church. And so I was like, mm. so it was kind of like a thing of I don't want anybody else to go through this. More than it was I wanted to upset people. I wanted yeah. to expose those those demonic spirits behind um, behind these people and the things mm. that they were saying to to really kind of yank them out of it. Yeah, and like when hey, you see things that remind you of what you had growing right, up, right? Yeah, and so that that was kind of my my um, my reasoning for why I kind of got into it, and it mm. just really never left that zealous the zealous spirit for truth, and it just it just grew. My curi my curiosity grew, my uh, wanting to like really understand the word mm. grew, and the history behind it. Because yeah. people don't understand that the Bible is such. This is why I mean it's God's word, but it's it's why it's the bestseller of all time. Mm. And they had to take it off the list because, <laughs> like, <laughs> because it's it, it, it's it's a book with so much, um, with so much wisdom and knowledge, and it's it's. It's it's like if you went to the the golden city of Atlantis, mm. you know, it's like you're you're going into like a literal gold mine, and there's so many different. And it, just thinking about like the um, like the literary side of, there's so many different ways that it should be interpreted based on what you're reading, 
thinking about the history of it, who wrote it, what time, and in, in what time period did they write it, what was going mm. on in their life. And so that all the hunger of all of those different things just grew. And mm. so I wanted other people to experience it. I was like, this is so cool. Like, how yeah. have I not known yeah. about this? So yeah, that was it. No, that's amazing. Yeah. I think that can happen so much too. And uh, to what you said about, because I mean, I think we all feel this to some extent. We're like, oh, I wish I knew what I know now then. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, you probably wouldn't have known what you know now if it wasn't for that, <laughs> yeah. too. Um, not to say that it has to happen, but it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I think there's there's a, there's a lot of good that can come from stuff like that. Yeah. Even though it still sucks. Right. It um, really does. Because especially, because, you know, back to this whole zealous heart. Yeah. Like, I've uh, always been someone who believe if I believe strongly in something, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to voice it. Mm. And so, um, I had been so... So strong, I had sp- spoken so strongly about other stuff, and some of it, the wrong stuff, usually in defending people who had deceived me. Mm. And so I was like, "How could I have not seen it? Oh my goodness!" And 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 the Lord had to really rein me in from beating myself up about it because a lot of times He is showing us things, and we choose not to listen because yeah. our love for people, our reverence for people, instead of for God, it will dim our discernment. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you have, you know, certain spiritual gifts that give you an even deeper insight into it, like the gift of discerning of spirits, your love for somebody, your your hope that, you know, you're not being deceived, your hope to like, you know, that this whatever you're seeing is not really happening, will it will dim your your spiritual sight to mm-hmm. what's actually going on. Um, and so I think that's a lot of what happened and to to for me specifically and for other people even though i was really young still yeah um but yeah i i kept seeing and i was like oh my goodness something has to be done <laughs> and the only one that was talking about it was um i love her i don't know her in person but um like tiff tiffany montgomery mm. and so like i would really i kind of really um just started listening to more to what she was saying but even with her i had to learn how to keep my distance because i can't be someone who just bandwagons with everything. Yeah. And so it had yeah. to be a, you know, a balance there. And yeah, I had absolutely. to understand that, okay, what is, what is, what are you being riled up by? Is this really, you know, holy conviction or mm. um, righteous indignation? That's the word. Is this really righteous indignation from the Lord or mm. are you just, are you just piped up because this lady talking with her chest? Like which one? Right. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's a great question. Cause yeah. I think a lot of times we get so excited about the emotional charge that it, and we get motivated, and it's like, yeah, yeah that's and it's so much it. overstimulation. But we don't go back to think like, does this go in line with what scripture yeah. has said? Yeah, that's where I think it's so important. That's what um, I usually try to tell people. I do this myself. Um, it's like, yeah, like look at what scripture says first, and then get a second opinion, right? And be like, right. is what is how I'm reading this correct? Right. And I think that's something that um, I had to work on, too, because people, you know, it, once you start speaking out, people like to ask you, well, what do you think about this? Or what mm-hmm. do you think about that? As if I should have. And they don't I don't think they realize what what they're actually asking, but it almost sounds as if they're saying, um, what is your personal opinion? But when we're talking about things as serious as salvation mm-hmm. and eternity, because that's really what it boils down to when you're talking about where sin is going to get you or where righteousness yeah. is going to get you. You're talking about eternity, basically. Mm-hmm. And so not only your eternity, this this Fiji trying to do me in. <laughs> <laughs> that volcano's no. boiling up. Hey. No. 
not only your eternity, but you know, the eternity of others. Like it's yeah. not just about you or, you know, there will be no, there, once you get saved, you would just go on to heaven. Mm. If you were, if you weren't supposed to go ahead and grab somebody else out of the depths of hell, mm. you know? And so, um, I think it's very important for us to realize why we're doing what we're doing and to make a decision to say, Hey, you know, it is, you know, it sounds cliche now. Cli- Good Lord. Cliche. <laughs> it sounds cliche. But for God, I live and for God, I'll die. Because mm. what can you really do to me? Right? Because this is not persecution. Yeah. Getting bullied online is not persecution. Like, it's not. Because some people are getting their heads cut off in other countries for having a Bible mm. or for quoting John 3.16. It's not persecution. It's not. And so it's like, okay, you call me ugly. What? Or you, you, you think I should be quiet because I'm a woman and I shouldn't be talking. Okay. Should I cry? <laughs> Do you want a cookie? Hmm. What uh, something yeah, that like something so that, <laughs> like and so I'm just like I might as well go ahead. I might as well go ahead. Like and and I I take it so seriously and so I really pray about the things that I say and do and that's why sometimes people don't hear from me for a while and they'll be like oh my god you ain't really talked about it in a while yeah because I have mm. nothing to say mm. this is this isn't about me you know yeah. and so I think that's where it comes from. I feel like I talk so long in these responses. Oh, <laughs> All right. We're here to hear you. We're yeah. here to hear you. Um, yeah, and I think it is important because actually this, I think it's a cool topic where we're going to be, ta- what we're talking about, um, especially in light of the episode I just did with uh, my good friend, Adam Catenenza, um, talking about the third commandment. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, to kind of summarize it, bring everyone here, where, where we kind of ended with that is looking Looking at, I guess, rephrasing it in the, in a better way mm-hmm. sounds a little blasphemous to say. Probably <laughs> is oh, like Lord. it's the third commandment is talk is speaking more against um, just like swearing, yeah. <laughs> and it's speaking more to if you're gonna profess Christ, you've got to represent Him well. You're representing the mm-hmm. name of the Lord, and so you know whether that is, you know, if 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 we feel a calling to to speak the gospel to somebody, if there's that yeah. moment, then it's like we need to represent him well and do that. Or if it is when it comes down to like saying mean things about people, it's like you're not yeah. representing the Lord well when you do that. If you're professing His name, right? So it's like, yeah, those things are all important. If we're gonna be like, yeah, I'm a Christian, and <laughs> you're ugly, <laughs> I'm not pointing. Yeah. I'm pointing at the door right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well. That's not very nice, <laughs> right? Yeah. And also, that. is that a representation of what the Lord thinks about somebody? Right. Um, I don't think He cares. <laughs> no, I think the only reason because people talk about that um, about there that there was a what distinction. What I mean by that is not care how you look, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I like he's like you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I don't think so. But no, I think because um, people talk about how there is the distinction between you know they talk about how King David was so great looking and Jesus was not someone you would take a second look at if you mm-hmm. if you didn't know he was the son of God right but and based you know talking David he was probably a redhead too which is right kind of interesting let's not go into that right I'm now. not a redhead so I, got nothing right. I just I think love it's funny oh I just goodness. love that he's like a he's a fiery boy I know <laughs> I know. Same with Solomon. Yeah. <laughs> I think get that red hair. <laughs> yeah, I think people um they feel like they have justification to say that people are ugly or not mm. because the Bible made a distinction, but they don't realize God is practical. And so his word is going to reflect that. Like yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's one of the only reasons cuz people try to use that as a justification for saying like, "Oh, you know, 
you you instead of just saying you're not my type, you're not my preference, mm. because we're all you know we we all are beautiful to God. We all we all look good to somebody, and so yeah, yeah. I think we have to really take that into account. Like yeah. Is this really representing God? And I really try to make sure I'm not falling into a religious spirit when I think of that. But also giving myself a short leash to say, hey, you need to make sure that you're checking everything at the door. Absolutely. So I think what's important when we're talking about is let's make sure we kind of define a little bit of what we're discussing. Mm-hmm. So because I, I, I did an episode probably like a year or two ago talking about it must have been two years ago now. It's crazy. Talking about yeah. Christianese, if you're familiar together. with that term. Ooh, yeah. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it the is. danger in that of being, w- we can often use Christian-sounding words. Yeah. We have no idea what they actually mean. So let's take the time to be like, hey, let's define this word right. so we all know what we're talking about. So when we do that, so when we say profess Christ, that one's probably pretty straightforward, but like, what does that mean? So I guess I'll just start with the basics about what it means to profess Christ. For me and what if, what I've understood about it is the first thing is your heart posture being right. You know, because the Bible says in Romans 8, 9 and 10, if you confess, if you believe in your heart, you confess with your mm-hmm. mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you're safe. So I believe definitely having your heart posture right and um, that inward heart posture towards God and then the outward expression of it which is you know baptism and also declaring mm-hmm. like this is my god this is who i serve mm-hmm. and i'm i'm rocking with him you know what i'm saying and yeah. so that also goes into witnessing and spreading the gospel of jesus christ and then you know with that you have what we are called to do which is our main thing our main purpose as humans all of us is to worship god and he says i'm spirit so you have to worship me in spirit and truth and so that goes into what it means to have um, a silhouette mm-hmm. or breath, because that's what spirit, that's like the definition of what spirit is, is the breath and the silhouette. And when you think about the spirit of God, he's called the Ruach. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I can't pronounce the other word. I know it, but I can't <laughs> pronounce it, so I don't want to mess it up. But <laughs> it's the Ruach. Mm-hmm. I think it's Hakadesh. Oh, God, if I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. I don't know but, that word, but I know Ruach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, and so that's that's um, the the Hebrew term for what the spirit of who the spirit of God is. But when it concerns us, is our silhouette. And so if you can kind of think of it as someone saying, "Oh my goodness, I love your spirit." And so basically, they're saying your essence, your personality. And so when we're worshiping Him, we're worshiping Him with the very essence of who we are, and we're um, it it all ties into our gifts, our talents our resources that God has given us mm-hmm. when we think about our individual purpose and in worshiping God that first started when we profess Christ. And so, um, yeah, I think that's. Yeah. And I think w- w- with those verses you brought up too, there's definitely like a two pronged side of that when it talks about what is it like, how do you become saved? Yeah. One of one part of that is professing. Yeah. The other part of that is getting your heart right. <laughs> right. The fr- I um, think yeah, and I think that's why he people don't understand God is very practical, and so he's not gonna do anything out of order. And it's kind of like I hate when people <laughs> when people put verses out of order, like that need to be that he says this and this and this, mm-hmm. like the um the scripture where he says God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. There's a reason mm. he put it that way, and so I feel like it's the same thing with 
um, making sure your heart posture is right so you don't um, you don't make the error of saying something with your mouth but your heart is far from him. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to make sure that our heart posture is right. And then it is important for us to profess because then he said, if you don't confess me in front of mm. others, I'm not going to confess you in front of my father. And if you do, mm. I'm going to confess you in front of my father. And so we have to be careful of both of those things. They go hand in hand. It's like it's, it's one right with the right. other. Yeah, and I think that's that's part of it where thank the Lord I'm not in charge of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that profess but don't believe. Yeah. Which is sad. It's really sad. And I think that's um, I think that's what can kind of lead to some of the issues that they don't know. we're talking about. Yeah, some people just don't know. Um, they don't they don't realize what they're enabling is the word we're using. Yeah. Um, is in contradiction with what the Lord has told us to do. That's I mean, that's the other part of it. It's believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord is your, what you're saying is I want him to be the boss of my life. You know, what he says yeah. is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And if we're not doing that, yeah. it's like, well, do you believe in your heart? Sure, there's still like we sin. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Uh, we mess up, but that's where that's where grace and it's a process of sanctification. Yeah, we're justified, Amen. but there's a process on life that we have that we go through. Thank God, because we've been bad shape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Uh, not even for real. I got a lot more. Got a lot more sanctification to go. That through. microwave is still going. Mm. Let me say the bun is still in the oven. Okay. <laughs> That thing is ugly. I'm not pregnant though. <laughs> well, we're the bun. We're the bun. We are the bun in the oven. <laughs> I've just never heard anyone use that outside of talking about someone being pregnant. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I yeah. Okay. So then I guess on the on the other end of that too, with that question is enabling sins. Like what is I guess what does that mean? And then a subside of that, what how what do we how do we define sin? Because I feel like that can be that can be dicey for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I feel like the enabling of sin. I feel like it's kind of like the somebody saying, "Well, to everything you know, you're confiding in these people, or you know, they're they're seeing what's going on in your life, um, and they're always saying, well, God gives grace, God gives grace, God God gives grace, and He does, you know, if He wasn't." <laughs> We'd be in that volcano. Fiji <laughs> some Fiji but, <laughs> but no, like he he does definitely give grace. Um, very merciful. So you're saying God. when people abuse the idea of right when they abuse the idea of what the, what the grace of God actually means. Mm. Um, and the and some the, people would call that I think cheap grace is the one that. Oh, I've never heard of that. that. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's right. But, but it's the yeah. idea of like it doesn't really matter. It can just kind of right. It's kind of like that. Um, I'm trying to put y'all under Baptist, but it's kind of like that. Once <laughs> saved, always saved. I can do whatever I want because we're under a grace dispensation type thing. Like well, we're, we're under a new dispensation. I can you know I can sleep around. I can you know I can beat up my body with drugs. I can you know get drunk every night. And what should be what some depends on which Baptist denomination there. Right. <laughs> I just know of the general. <laughs> <laughs> I just know the way I came up. So I'm sorry that's if I'm fair, that's fair. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um Oh, you can say whatever you want. But, <laughs> it doesn't bother me. <laughs> I just don't want anybody to feel like, oh, dang, she's just grouping us all together. I guess from from my point of view, what I've heard and seen from the Baptists that I know. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah. So 
Um, and I'm sure other people feel like that. Oh, you know, once they've always saved, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a general thing, but but <laughs> I think it's important for us to realize the importance of God's grace and the reason that we have access to it is because of what Christ did. Mm-hmm. And I think so. Um, sorry, I think always saying God gives grace, God gives grace, God gives grace without context of what that actually means. So that conviction can come through the Holy mm. Spirit in those moments without um, without being wise counsel to that person. So, you know, praying and making sure you're with God. And so what you say is actually coming from him mm. through the Holy Spirit. And then also admonishing them to do better. Because, you know, the Bible says that we can judge righteously. We're not, we're judging off of righteous judgment. We're judging by the word of God you know, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we're not saying, oh my God, you're going straight to hell and we're condemning you. Mm. But we're just saying, hey, that was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. God God is giving you grace, you know, to get it together. Mm-hmm. But hey, you need to you need to have people help you be more accountable if you can't do it by yourself. Or you need to take these steps mm. to be more, you have to, you know, it's about, you know, admonishing them. Because that's what we do when we witness and we spread the, the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. it's like i'm back in church (laughs) (laughs) no because i heard the i heard the alarm that's why i started there's always there's always the one phone going off it (laughs) always oh my goodness it's okay it's okay you're good it's all right but yeah we're we're admonishing people to to you know look at christ it's not like that whole thing of repent or perish like we're not outside beating people with rocks and stuff you mm. know but we're we're saying like we're admonishing them to i mean come on you it's like because if you don't we understand once you understand the price that jesus paid mm-hmm. it helps you. we will never fully understand because we're not in his shoes but it helps you to better understand the seriousness and the weight of it mm. and then that helps you understand what eternity means yeah there's no time yeah you just you just you just and you're just there mm. And so it's like if you don't if you don't get it, <laughs> like mm. at a certain point, there's nothing that you can do. Be, um, and I guess it's like to wrap that up. Um, I recently I watched um doc. Uh, I always want to call him doctor, Pastor um Jesse Duplantis. He was talking about his time in heaven, and um he a part of it in a part of it he was saying that he talked to Jesus and Jesus told him that his worst day hadn't come yet um now this is all alleged you guys so i just want you to <laughs> i ain't trying I to call him a liar i'm that. just saying you know but i thought I it was very everybody so. right oh you have to but i i thought it was very interesting he said my worst jesus was telling him my worst day is still ahead of me because i won't i won't get to be their savior once i come back if they haven't accepted me already i'll have to be their judge mm. and oof he said um that Jesus told him that when he when he has to wipe away all tears, he has to wipe away his tear as well. And when he wipes it away, that's the end of it. And so I think that that is now a new reminder for me, you know, as I pray on it and really sit with that to, you know, to make sure I'm listening to the right stuff. But mm, yeah. um as God wills, that could end up being a new reminder for me as far as making sure that I take the sacrifice of Jesus serious. Mm. So when we talk about, when we say sin, what, is, what does sin mean? What is sin? 
Um, so it's really, you know, read your Bible, read your Bible, really. And don't take anybody else's word for it. Go in your Bible and see what God said, don't do. Mm-hmm. Whatever he said, don't do. And whatever he uses his people to say, don't do in the word. And even through, you know, now for those who believe in it, I, I can't make you believe in nothing. But for those who understand the power of prophecy and word of knowledge, when God gives a word and says, don't do something, you know, whether it's a generality for the entire body or a sect of the body as in, you know, a certain church, a certain community, or if yeah. it's, you know, a personal conviction, like whatever it is, but mainly out of God's word, you know, read the Bible and whatever he's saying, don't do whatever he's saying, you know, stay away from whatever he's saying is staying, you know, abstain from whatever he's saying, um, to, you do in moderation or um, have in moderation. Take that. Don't just take it into account, but take that as a commandment. And really, um, something that the Lord told me a few years ago was that I'm not just doing. I'm not just saying and doing stuff to um, just say and do it. I'm not not like some weirdo parent who just wants to control my kid for the sake of it. Everything I do and everything I say has been to protect you. And bring you back to me. That's why I sent my son. That's why I let him go through the pain that he went through. And um, more recently, I learned that the word commandment in the biblical sense actually means prescription. And so when God is telling us to do something, hmm. his commandments in his His final rulings, when he says do this or don't do this, his commandments are actually a prescription for us. Because it's, what it's doing is delivering us, it's healing us. You know, Because when you get a prescription for something, mm-hmm. you're sick. And so you need help. Yeah. And yeah. in that prescription, hmm. your body or, you know, whatever is going on in you is now being regulated. And so when we don't take the prescription, we are at a deficit. And now we've probably more than likely made ourselves worse than what we were when we first went to the doctor. And so how much more should we take the prescription of God and use it in our lives? You know, so his commandments, that has been a great reminder for me. Oh, my hmm. goodness. And for, for anybody who may wonder where I'm finding all this information out about the, the biblical words of things. I use this app called the Blue Letter Bible app. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. It has an interlinear. Uh, inter, inter linear. Jesus. <laughs> Good Lord. That word tried to get me. It has a um, concordance, interlinear. It has a dictionary. It's amazing. Mm. Um, they also have a website, but they have an app that works for, I know iOS, but I don't know about the Androids. <laughs> you know, but they, they do have a website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great. It's I mean, it has changed my life as mm. far as like, um, like reading comprehension. Yeah, with absolutely. the word. Um, they have commentaries from you know different theologians. I don't really look at them because I've been in a in a place where I'm like I just want to get it straight from, straight from the press. Like, and so. Um, and they also do have different ver not versions. I hate to say versions of the Bible because I feel like there's something different in translation. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess some of them may be slightly different version. But because um, I learned recently that the writers of certain translations of the Bible had a different um, goal in mind when mm-hmm. they were translating it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I guess sometimes there is a different version. But um, they do have different translations of the Bible, quite a few. So if KJV or NIV or whatever you read, you know, it's probably in there. But yeah. There's a lot to choose from. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is. Yeah, no, I think it's important, though, when we look at sin. This is one I wanted to, at some point I'll spend a, a longer time on it. Um, 
the concept because it's a it's it's a it's confusing. I think that's the thing about it because there's what's confusing about it is there are the things that God says very plainly, like mm-hmm. don't do that. <laughs> it's like all right, cool, that one makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. It's for everybody. Yeah. But then there are the other things that are more um, personal right. to each person, and uh, I think that's what gets kind of confusing. Um, I think even, so I have, um, I was looking at, was it Romans 14 and 13 here? Or wait, is that the right one? 23, 23. Um, this one is talking, it's it's in the section of do not cause another to stumble. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this last verse, it says, but whoever has doubt is condemned if he eats. Talking about um, food sacrifice, I believe. I go right mm-hmm. um, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin, and I think with that is that's where that there's like that personal conviction side of it, but also the relationship with the Holy Spirit yeah. and how we how we're viewing things and understanding things. It's uh, it gets a little it gets a little confusing about yeah. what exactly, and I think that's where uh, I mean, alcohol is a, a big one that a lot of people mm-hmm. jump to because it's such a um, it can be such an issue for a lot of people. Right. Um, and that's one where I think faith is very important when we look at it yeah. and how we pursue that and also our personal conviction and how we approach it. Um, but some people look at it the same way as they would any of the 10 commandments or anything else that's mm. very hard line when it's yeah. like, it's really not that hard line when you take in, take it into consideration. Yeah. He said, don't get drunk. Right. So it's important for us to, yeah, to know which category everything things go into right um which can seem confusing in determining it (laughs) and uh yeah half Mm. straightforward and half of it is debatable um and i think there are ways we can make a distinction between those and differentiate those um but that would be like a whole nother three hour episode right there (laughs) oh my goodness yeah (laughs) um i feel like a lot of times you have to use the wisdom of god like the whole thing with eating did you say this like eating by faith yeah 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 yeah. i don't want to misquote but um i think that's kind of like using wisdom because i interestingly enough i feel like that can go into your body's a temple so Mm. don't make it a house don't make it a burger king right don't make it a fast food joint when it's a temple of the holy spirit to be used and operated out of through him because when you're in a place where you're unhealthy i can speak to this because i am fat when you're in a place where you are unhealthy I have a better relationship with food now. I'm, That's good. I'm, That's good. You know, so I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm doing much better. But when you're in a place when you're unhealthy, you cannot do what you're supposed to be doing. And I realize mm-hmm. that more and more as I'm on a health journey, not just trying to lose awesome. weight, but really yeah. just you know, like eat actually eating healthy because you can't work a bad diet. So mm-hmm. all the other stuff, I can live all the ways I want to. But them yeah. cheeseburgers got to go. You know what I'm saying? So like they so good. <laughs> Like, but I actually have, I think, you know, it goes into a lot of different stuff. I'm not going to go into that. Oh my God. Mm. I almost went off into a tangent. (laughs) I felt it. I felt it coming. The Lord kept my mind. (laughs) But I think, yeah, I think it's really about using wisdom. Um, You know, not just the eating by faith was an example, but with what you're doing, especially when it comes to personal conviction, because you can, anything you have an issue on, question about can be found in scripture. God mm-hmm. wouldn't do that to us. You know what I'm saying? But um a lot of times we have to also 
especially when it comes to personal convention, we have to lean on Holy Spirit and say, okay, I need you to yeah. lead me to what I need to to do in this situation, who I need to talk to, what I need to research, what I need to implement, what accountability I need to have placed mm-hmm. already. And so I do not fall into the trap of the enemy. So um, I guess a question over all of this is mm-hmm. like, why does it matter? Oh my goodness. Like, why does it matter if people are enabling sin in people's lives? Because when we say that we profess Christ, but we still enable sin, as people see us, usually the people that are, who um, do that seemingly the most um, that I've seen, unfortunately, are the ones who have the platforms that the world sees. And so um, every I feel like even everyday people do it who who don't have as much influence as people with big platforms, but, you know, musical artists who are um, Christian and uh, gospel and people who are ministers and pastors and uh, evangelists and Christian, you know, the whole thing of this new wave of quote-unquote Christian influencers on Mm. Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook and all this different stuff. And when they see, when people out in the world see these people, quote-unquote Christians, who are professing Christ, but they're on their God gives grace rant instead of on their repent or perish and, you know, making sure that we cry loud and spare not. Um, And like I said, that doesn't mean shoving Jesus down somebody's throat. It's Mm -hmm. really just making sure that we're reflecting him to the point where they say, what is it about you that is so different about everybody else? Even in your own line of work who also say they profess the same things as you but may not be showing it, it's 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 very damaging. It's very damaging. Mm. It's kind of like um, a good way to think about it is if you think about how children, they grow up in one household. And so whatever they see from that household is what they generally think or believe about the world. And it's like a Chinese, a Chinese household is not going to speak English if they're in Asia. Mm. <laughs> and, so, right. and so it's like... They're, you know, they're not going to come out the womb speaking English. They're going to come out speaking what their parents speak. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. Well, they're going to come out the womb speaking Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But, <laughs> but once they learn how to talk, they're, they're yeah. you know, yeah. they're speaking what their parents are speaking. With the people that they're around. Right. Right. And so, um, and they pick up on the mannerisms that their parents or other people that they see. They yeah. pick up on the attitudes. They pick up on sometimes the curse words and, you know, euphemisms that they use that they shouldn't be using Mm. you're like where did you learn that you know and it's the same thing with people who are looking at us who have influence farther than the wall the four walls of the church Mm. when we um have platforms that reach out into the world when we're on stages when we're you know speaking at places that aren't uh technically what you would consider to be christian um even when we're not in a christian setting and they know us for that though um mm. i think it's very important to make sure that we're we're really on that line because well we're not we're not that we're not on that line <laughs> that we're not <laughs> that we're not like you know tiptoeing across it because mm. what happens is they think now it's okay for them to do it mm. just like with children um because what they see is what they think they should do and you know the old saying is well, you don't do as I do, you do as I say. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so um, 
But unfortunately, that's what a lot of people see. And so then they come to Christ thinking that, oh, I can, you know, I can still do, I can still sleep around. I can still um, smoke and kill my lungs. I can still, you know, you know, whatever it is that they are doing that the, that the Bible says they shouldn't do or that they know that it's not right, that they know. Because really what it is, is like, don't do, God is telling us, don't do what is what I'm telling you is going to harm you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, whatever that is, they think it's okay to do it because that's what they see. And they they have been taught by the example of those who they see on these platforms to not take the word of God for it, but to take the word of the influencers for it. Mm. And that's always going to be the worst mistake to make. And so I feel like a part of it is people not telling people to read the Bible. Like we always, and there's nothing wrong. God's church is amazing. The Ecclesia is amazing. Like God's body, the Christ's body <laughs> is amazing. And I would never be against that. And so, yes, be a part of community, be a part of a God fearing, Jesus loving and following church, but make sure that your relationship with Jesus is first. Make sure that you're mm-hmm. not taking the word of your pastor, of your minister, of your group leader, anybody, your mom, your dad, the person who led you to Christ over what you're taking of the word. We should be questioning everything. Mm-hmm. We should just like children. Mm-hmm. We should be questioning everything. You know how yeah. kids say, "Well, why does this happen?" And the first few times, you're kind of like, "Well, you know, you're happy about it because, oh my goodness, they're asking questions." But by that seventh time, you're like, "I'm going to, punch, I'm done. I'm going <laughs> to punch you like Baxter <laughs> off of this bridge if you don't leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's still good that they're asking questions because it's like. But that's how we should all be. We should always be asking questions. Why are we taking their word for it? Mm-hmm. What if what if they're lying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if they don't know? Yeah. <laughs> what if what well, what if they just don't know? What if they didn't do their research right? Mm. What if they're wrong? Why aren't you doing due diligence? Because you have to yeah. realize this is your eternity, right? And I think that's where it's really important too for us to make sure we have a healthy relationship with the Holy Spirit yeah. who does who does profess and oh, and lead God. us and teach us, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we do hear it's things the way like we know that, Jesus. It's like the spirit will will attest to it, um, and I think that's important for us to be to know what that know what that sounds like. Because yeah. I think oftentimes we don't, and so we're gonna miss something. Or we're gonna misconstrue something. Cause it's like, oh, well, I don't have the scripture to be able to balance it against this. That's true. Oh my God, it's so important. It gets me out of so many things. <laughs> like, eh. like, and I will say, it is important as well to be around people be in if it's a church if it's friends whatever it is to be with people that you trust yeah because i will say it's like having to sit and like not just being comfortable i mean that's at least for me like i know when i when i'm when i was looking for new churches it was exhausting so it's like you're you're listening to everyone like hmm, can i can i just take what he says right and i think it's important for us to get to a point and that's where it's good to find a good church and know who your pastor is yeah and know who the leaders are to some extent so that way it's like all right i can go on a sunday morning and just be fed by what they're saying yeah. i can listen and, and receive it um and trust that the spirit is going to be like oh, right. whoa, whoa, what's that <laughs> right what's going on here and now you gotta yeah. be on alert you know preachers are salesmen and so that's that is what in any type of way they have trained to do they're trained to sell you a good 
you know, a good experience and a good a good word. That's mm-hmm. that's you know, that's some of the basis of it. And that's not all of it, especially when you're actually working for God, but there's a lot of it. Cuz who wants a boring t- who wants a boring preacher? Nobody's going to listen. <laughs> right. And so and that doesn't mean, you know, theatrics, but it does mm-hmm. mean that you they're engaging and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be sometimes dramatic and they're going to be um using jokes and they're cuz it's, it's 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 they're using their life as a mm-hmm. testimony, they're using their life in the word. And so, but all of that sometimes can be a distraction because you're saying, oh my God, I love their candor. Oh my God, I love what they're saying here. Oh, they must be right. But where does it line up with the word? Yeah. And how are we taking that into our lives and, you know, applying it when it does? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, we need to be reading the Bible in our own time so that we know if it's going to align. <laughs> reading, studying, and meditating. Mm-hmm. They're all. <laughs> Three different things. Yeah, and that's true. Right. And you can't really have, they all build on top of another. Like, and I think meditating is the most, um, like, interesting because it actually means so many different things. And Yeah. um, Because you would think it just means, like, I'm just supposed to sit here and think on it. But it also means to roar. And it um, means to think on repetitively and repeat repetitively. Like I'm not just thinking on it, but I'm also repeating his word. I'm meditating on it. I'm it's it's it's, it's like I'm I'm soaking in it. Yeah. And yeah. so um I think that's really Letting powerful. it marinate. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Love that word. <laughs> it's a good word. I like it. <laughs> I said, did I say marinate? <laughs> I don't know if oh. you I thought I heard you say it. Oh, okay. If not, it came to my head. <laughs> and so I, I think it's important to for us to be I mean, at the end of this, it sounds like it's really important to be in the word and to be around people that that you can trust. But then at the same time, it's like knowing where your heart aligns um, and professing that rightly. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And I think that's where the whole, where's your belief in faith is. I think that's where that comes in. So what's the, what's the difference between belief and faith? Mm. So um, basically, um, Faith in the Greek actually means relating to Christ, um, in relating to Christ, sorry. It's a strong and a welcome conviction um, that Christ Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. And it also means, like a synonym of the word actually is fidelity or faithfulness. Mm. And so it's like, what am I, it's kind of like, what are you pledging? What are you pledging Mm. your allegiance to? Um, what are you pledging your fidelity to? Kind of like if you think about, I love medieval movies. And so like when you think about those times, they gave their fidelity to the king or mm. to the um, to the lord of that region or yeah. that, that country or that space. Yeah. And so it's like my allegiance, my fidelity goes to Jesus Christ. Mm. And so I have to make sure that my belief is in line with what I'm trusting my soul to because that's really what it comes down to. Um, because fidelity is the character of one. Well, your faithfulness or fidelity goes to the character of the one who can be relied on. Mm. And so Jesus can't be relied on. I don't know who can. Yeah. And so it's like, but so that goes back into he's dependable. He's trustable. And that is what, um, that is what we stake our beliefs on because our belief Mm. is what informs our faith. Um, I think it's important for us to, we always have to make the conscious decision to, 
make sure that we're pressing in and that we're leaning on Holy Spirit as much as we can because that's the only way we get to experience God. Mm. There's literally nothing else. Like, um, you know, because Jesus is not here, like, on the earth. But he he's represented through Holy Spirit, just like mm-hmm. God. And so, you know, he and he can't just be there with us and, and we say he's indwelling, but he's not operating in our lives. Because it's similar to um it's you can you can kind of take the example of in the beginning when he hovered over the face of the deep and mm-hmm. over the waters, but nothing happened until God spoke. And so we have to declare, we have to make the conscious decision to say, Holy Spirit, I need you in this moment out of our own mouths and say, I need you to work. I need you to operate. I need you to be here in this moment. Because it's not mm-hmm. just about a demonstrative act in front of people, but it's really in our own lives when nobody's watching. Mm. Like, I need you to be here with me. It's about building relationship and saying, like, okay, um, it's not always easy to press in, but I have to make the conscious decision to because if I don't, that's how the enemy that is crouching at the door is able to, to get in Right. when I'm not. And so I think it's important for us to always be in that zone. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh you know, not stifling the spirit, not, yeah, not, um, I guess quenching him is the other word. Mm-hmm. And that happens when we just ignore him. <laughs> right. And so it's, a, it's really a call for us to be, to not ignore what the spirit is doing to actually lean in and listen to what he's saying. Not like we can make these, you know, demands of him. We can't, right. we can't really demand anything of the Lord <laughs> outside of his will. And it's like, yeah, that's, we need to, we need to listen to what the spirit is saying even if we don't like it, I think especially if we don't like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's easy for us to be like, mm, yeah, but I'd rather do this. And right. then he gets quieter and he stops, we know we he stops speaking to us. Right. Because he's like, okay. He's like the teacher. It's like, I'll wait. Wait till you want to be an obedient child again. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. He's not trying to throw pearls before swine. Right. No, he's, <laughs> he's not arguing with you. He's not arguing with us. Like, I always, right. I always laughed at those stories when people were like, I went back and forth with God. <laughs> like, you like, did nah, what? I think he probably said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, or nothing. Like, <laughs> He's okay. like that's it. <laughs> All right, bud. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you though what's right what's right and you do yeah, what you I said what you I said. Do. <laughs> said what I said and that was the end of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more discussion here. Yeah, I'm not going back and forth with you. Like, um, I'm not a swimmer. I'm not. I'm, I'm not it. a swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> So it is important for us to be aware of how we're living our lives, yeah, and make sure we're we're guarding our hearts inside of that, yeah, um, because we want to. I mean, we brought this up in the last episode. The B side of the third commandment is the Lord is not going to hold those guiltless that take His name in vain, that yeah. don't represent Him well. And so, when we profess with our mouth not that we do to. believe in the Lord and that He is the Lord of our life. Then it's important for us to to act like it. Yeah, we we're the imagers of Christ, and we need to start doing that. Amen. And if we say that and we don't do that, then he's not going to forget that. Mm-mm. And I think that's oh, important. No. He only forgets it when we repent, <laughs> and that's more than just saying sorry. Right. But uh, uh, that makes me think about, and this hasn't happened yet, guys. We we ought to all thank God and be glad about that. But um. In the first Left Behind movie, <laughs> um, <laughs> when the pastor is in the church and Old the man Nicholas comes Cage. in, he's like, 
right? It's the one no. Came out? What? Kurt Cameron. Oh, the no, first there's... one, like in 2001. Ew. Oh, there's Nick one with Cage. Nicolas Cage. I love Nicolas Cage. Don't be talking I bad love about Nick Cage. No, no Nick Cage slander. I'm sorry. I love you, Nick. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's one of the, I should have said that's one of the roles on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love old Nick Cage, but what was that? 2012, 2014? Mm-mm. I don't, I don't I like the original one. Let's don't just hurt say me. that. Don't hurt I'm me. I'm sorry. <laughs> He did a great job. How about that? He's a great actor. <laughs> he is. He just, Thank you. He's Stop there. a little worrisome <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> this is the first time I've ever been scared <laughs> in your presence. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But no, like um, the first, the original yeah. Left Behind 2001. Um the man goes into the church and he's like, are you the pastor? And he's like, yeah. And he's asking like, why are you the pastor and you're here? He was like, and the, no, actually the scene before that, he was before the cross being dramatic. Mm. I preached your word. Oh. And it's like, boy, stop with these tears because you know, <laughs> you didn't even believe. Which you're yapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, granddaddy. That's too bad. <laughs> I don't know where that comes in, it's a great but movie. it's kind of like <laughs> quit your yapping, yeah. And so I, he was like, you know, I preached your word, but it reminded when you said that it reminded me of that scene, and even the scene after that when the guy was like, "Why are you a pastor and you're you're here? Why aren't you in heaven?" And he said, "I didn't believe," and we know that belief informs faith. And so it also reminds me of those people who don't represent Christ well in their lives, but they're still being somehow used in certain demonstrative acts. Mm. Um, a particular scripture that comes to mind is the one where God says, um, I'll have to say, what well, is it Jesus who said it? Lord have mercy. Oh, depart from me, you work over iniquity, I knew you not. And mm. these are the people who cast out demons in his name and did all these wonderful works mm. in his name. And they're going to hell. When I realized the realization of that, he's basically saying, like, I'm going to have to tell them. I use them. And this was, this is not like a fake thing. This is him. This is Jesus actually saying they told a demon to let to get out of a, a possessed person. And the demon left and went back, you know, went to wherever mm-hmm. they should be cast into. And that person who did that in my name is still going to hell. Mm. So that lets you know that they misrepresented Christ with their life. And that's now, even though the the demonstrative act that they did, they're now going to be judged. Mm. Because somewhere along the line, even while they were doing that, it wasn't for Christ. Mm. It wasn't in good representation of him. It was for their glory and not his. And so you received your recompense or reward, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to stick with it. So, yeah, it reminds me of um, in Acts. I think it's chapter eleven or twelve. Doesn't matter. One, it's in Acts. You guys can look it up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It took me down. It doesn't matter because I don't know it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but it's talking about Herod, mm-hmm. where he receives the praise that the people give him for something. Yeah. Um, that the Lord did, and uh, then he died. <laughs> We're not and, meant uh, to ingest glory. Yeah, that's what it is. It's to protect us. Mm. He's not just, he's a jealous guy. He doesn't want anybody before him and he deserves it. But we are, we can't handle it. 
We mm. cannot handle glory. It corrupts us because we're not sovereign. We're not holy. We're scum. <laughs> like brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy rags, people. Filthy like, rags. Like Dasani water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dasani, we still love you. I and don't. We, we still want your money though. <laughs> just in case you're watching. I, I'm sorry. I gotta have some kind of standard. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I don't yes, represent that it's pond like water. Right above, it's right above tap water. I was trying to be nice. It's not Paul. above tap water. Let's be honest. My tap water. <laughs> I live in the hood. I'd rather drink that <laughs> than the sunny. I mean, after you boil it for about 20 minutes, it should be okay. That's not bad. <laughs> no, it's but got yeah. Character. <laughs> this guy. Can't <laughs> no. so as we're wrapping up here do you have any final thoughts you'd like to so a big thing about making sure that we're not enabling sin in that you know like i said it's not about shoving jesus down somebody's throat it's really just about our first of all our lives being an example we have to make sure that we are our, we're, our our basis of truth is actually truth, and we know that Jesus says in the Word that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and even in John chapter fourteen verse six, God is letting us know that He wants us to have the knowledge of the truth, which is Jesus. And so, basically, the knowledge of the truth is just knowing who Jesus is, and then with that knowledge that we have, we now have it's important for us to proclaim it, which is also a part of professing Christ. Mm. It's important for us to proclaim Christ and not just in, that's not just proclaiming Christ and saying, Oh, Christ is my Lord and savior, wherever we go. That's very important, but it's also important to make sure that we're the representation, we're the hands and feet and we're the mouthpiece out in the world. Cause we're like heaven's ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And so when we go out in the world, we need to make sure that our proclamation of Christ is basically saying Hey, um, I'm going to stand up for what's right. I'm going to do and say what the Bible does and says. Because mm. it's alive and active. It's not did and said. It does and says. The yeah. word is alive, alive and active and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Like, we have to make sure that we're on that point mm. and that we don't let the world and the peer pressure and even our own feelings and our own opinions or outdated things that we have to unlearn that kind of try to infiltrate our train of thought or our, uh, our belief system as it comes to God or try to like, like it tried to be like the vulture who took, who snatched the seed off of the, you know, off of the stony ground. We have to make sure that we are protecting the the seeds that God is planting in us, um, and allowing them to grow. You know, the Bible mm. says that, you know, somebody plants the seed, somebody else waters it, and God brings the increase. Mm. And so we have to make sure that we're allowing God to do that work in us. And I think that's part of the sanctification process. Basically, we need the knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth is Jesus. Jesus is the mm -hmm. way, the truth, and the life. We have to make sure that we're proclaiming Jesus everywhere we go in every situation. And it's not just about um, saying Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Though that is important, we have to make sure that we're doing what the Bible said, that we're doing what the Bible says and does because it's alive mm -hmm. and active. And 
we have to make sure that we're protecting ourselves because we're seeds that God is allowing to blossom. And he's given us a seed, and we can't let it be stolen by a vulture. We can't let it mm-hmm. fall to stony ground. We can't let it go into bad soil. We have to make sure that we're doing our part and our due diligence to proclaim the truth and speak it boldly, as loudly and as much as we can, mm-hmm. because that is the only way that the world is going to know who Jesus is. It's through mm-hmm. us, because if it wasn't, we'd get saved and go to heaven. We wouldn't still be down here struggling and toiling. And that's not all life is. But, mm-hmm. you know, according to Ecclesiastes. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, like, it's funny you stuff. know, we wouldn't be down here <laughs> longer than after receiving salvation through Christ. Um, and a lot of history would not be what it is now if we were not supposed to continue to proclaim the mm-hmm. knowledge of the truth that we have received. It's now our duty because freely we have been given, freely we give. Mm-hmm. And so what do we have to give that's actually important? Um, I believe it was Peter and John saw the man by the gate called Beautiful. Mm. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give unto you. Yeah. And through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, they were able to pray for that man. He got up. He was mm-hmm. healed. And the same people that picked at him at that gate that were going on their way to church, the same, you know, religious spirits and the Pharisees and Sadducees, people that looked over him in the community, they had to watch him receive his healing and and watch him celebrate. Mm. And so we have to understand the what can I give them? You know, it's not always about a material thing. It's not always about mm-hmm. trying to, quote unquote, relate, you know. Community is important, and it's good to have people who are like-minded, who understand where you're coming from because they've had their own experiences. But we have to make sure that at the end of the day, we're proclaiming Christ, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. And we need to know what that looks like in each situation. And the only way to do that is to know the knowledge of the truth, and the only way to do that is through Holy Spirit. Mm. That's good. Now, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. There's always a lot, and I feel like these conversations, there's always, they always lead into just more and more things, which is yeah. good. That's where truth truth is truth is truth, and it speaks to other things. Mm, that's um, good. And that's awesome. That's I like good. that. That's why I, we're here. Yeah. Um, I I heard something, in, and that's why I incorporated it into prayer before we started, um, about when you learn something about new about God or when you're being taught something from someone else, when you're hearing a word, whatever it could be, it should be a conversation starter between you and God. Mm. And whether that is, and you know, that first starts with, okay, Lord, is this something I could take into my life? And then if he says, you know, yes, this is, you can apply this. How do I apply it? Where mm. do I apply it? When? How do I implement it? So I think that's very important for us to remember. When we think about that, it should be a lifelong conversation, mm. you know. And that's the, I think that's the point of taking notes and making sure that we're studying, that we're reading, that we're reading, that we're studying, that we're meditating on his word. And when he leads us, that we're getting wise counsel from people around us. And we're um, also trusting him to lead us to people who've been where we need to go or where we're at, who have like personal experience that will help mm. us. So, yeah. That's good. Yes. That's good. I thought so too. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you said it. (laughs) But yeah, so thank you again. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you hopefully sooner rather than later.